Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Downton Abbey After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Downton Abbey After Show. Well, hello. Thank you for joining us. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Downton Abbey Season 3, Episode 5. I'm your host, John Comerford, and I'm joined in the studio by Tamara Bird. Hello, everybody. And Alina Akram. Hi, everyone. And uh, engineering for us in the booth today is Marissa Serafini. Please say hello, Marissa. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. Okay, I, we're still reeling. Uh, I think this episode had a lot to do with the grieving process, not only for the cast members, uh, but for the <laughs> audience. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of lot of messages on the board saying how much they were so surprised by all this, taken aback, and poor poor Sybil poor, now. Poor Sybil. Poor and, poor Sybil's trending on Twitter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not really. <laughs> exactly. And I thought, you know, because of that, I thought it was nice to go through that process with everybody. Of course, they're going to be going through it for months, but at least we got this episode to take care of that, or at least uh, start that process. And so, what did did you guys feel the same way? Very much so. I yeah. did too. Yeah. I still shed a couple tears watching this episode. Yeah, no, still- I did too. Yeah. I did too. For me, you know, one of the saddest things in the world is watching, you know, kind of a stoic older gentleman cry. Yeah. And that, you know, that happened more than once with Lord Grantham in this episode, yeah. or at least we saw him show his emotions. And that is a killer to me. They I mean, that you. just, and not only that, but, but. Uh, crying over the loss of a child. Oh, There's yeah. just there, it's not natural. It's not right, and it should never happen. And yeah. and they they took their moments with that because I yeah. remember that that when you know it, this is after Lord Grantham is it, it telling Cora that he'd like to come back come into back. the bedroom, mm-hmm. and she says, "No, I don't think so." And they have that little exchange, and then he closes the door, and you see him as, and as he's leaving or going down the hallway, you see the one tear coming down his cheek. And I thought that look was great because he had that little noise that said that that yeah. Uh, I don't know what you would call that, but that uh, it cho- felt it's like, like a choking. Yeah, he got choked yeah. up, choking and you, back. yeah. But then there was that look on uh, Tom's face when they were in the they were talking to him. Uh, you know, how you doing and stuff. And he, I'll never be okay. My wife has just died. There's nothing you can do. I'm past just help. The, yeah. yeah, past help. The look on his face was just killer. I mean, he just looked vacant. Like the it was, the air was out of him. That was really nice. So sad. Indeed. Yeah, so, all right. But so the aftermath of this, now because of this, now what are we, you know, there's all talk about what are we going to do with the child, what are we going to name it, so all that's happening, plus Lord Grantham, he pretty much gets kicked in the teeth all around all, this episode. The whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rightly so. <laughs> rightly, rightly so. But interestingly enough, I mean, this is, a, again, a huge indication of how he's not the master anymore. I mean, before, I mean, he would be running the show. And then now everything he wants to achieve or wants to create or have done 
no one's given him any kind of backing. Right, because Cora is yeah. is being cold to him. Matthew, it appears, is taking over. Yeah. And the you know, he doesn't even have control over what's going to happen with his first grandchild. Yeah. So he really is feeling emasculated and yeah. and, and downton trotted. <laughs> downton trotted and down, uh, downton trodden. Uh, okay. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it all starts for me is when they start. They're talking at the, uh, I guess, breakfast table, and they're talking about, uh, you know, what are going to name the baby. And Tom has decided he wants to name it Sybil. Yes. And it, again, another look from Grant, uh, Carson in the background. There is like just bristling like crazy. Carson, genius in this <laughs> yeah. episode. So and, it all, and, and and it does seem a little well to Lord Grantham a little ghoulish. What did you yes. guys think about that? I don't know about him naming the child Sybil. I get. I get his point, sure. you know, to have that memory, mm-hmm. you know, live with the daughter. But I, I, that was going to happen anyway. Well, I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's, it is something that honors poor yeah. Sybil. Uh, you know, and she's going to be known as little Sybil for a while, mm-hmm. at least, because, you know, people are going to have to figure out who she is and in, in between the, you know, when people are having conversations about her. But I think it's a, a lovely way to honor and, and keep the memory of Sybil and, and move it forward. And I like yeah, that. And the, his, what he says, uh, how he just wants to remember his wife as long as he can. Every time he sees the daughter, and uh, how could he not? But And I take it that way. That's yeah. how I look at it. And it is a little weird, though, if you think. I, mean, I, I was I was conflicted about it because, you know, you never have a problem with a, a father naming a son the same the name. The second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, that's not... That's because he's still alive, so then they naming him after your dead mother. That's uh, a little... It was a little weird to me, but I just didn't like the fact that Lord Grantham thought he had a, a right. position or right yeah. to yes. even say anything about it. But I think that's exactly the point he's trying to make, is that it, as the lord of this family, this home, this man, all that kind of stuff, he he, he does what? in some degree. Don't you, I mean, that's what his thinking is. That's what his thinking yeah. is. Well, yeah, but he's got this, you know, his daughter was willful, his yeah. daughter's husband is willful, yeah. and... Geez, what's little Sybil going to be like? But you know, <laughs> but there again, it's the theme of the entire show is that change yeah, the is change. a common. Yeah. yeah, but even worse than that, he's going to be Catholic. She's sorry. She's Good heaven! Oh my God! A left footer. Left footer. Yeah. What does I didn't get okay, that so reference? Okay, so we did a little research on this. I did a little research, and and it's it's a slur. It's a religious slur, basically. Yeah. And it's um. There's a couple th- different the, the theories. I, there are. Thank you. So the idea was that Protestants used to use their right foot to stick a shovel in the ground when they were digging. When they in were the digging, they would, put a uh, shovel with their right foot. Right, and Catholics so the Catholics did with, with their left foot. Um, there's also you know there's long history being yes. left handed. I've, I know about this, that yeah. anything on the left is considered bad, wrong, sinister, evil. That's where left is sinister. Yes, exactly. And sinestra. sinestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that root word mm-hmm. comes from. So. My mother always called me a witch when I was a child <laughs> <laughs> because of being left-handed. So there is the, the sinister element mm-hmm. to it as well. But tell, tell them the most peculiar one about walking out of step. Oh right! Um, the there was a woman. I just read it on some crazy message board, so it's not it's not really it's, backed up by any kind. Exactly, of, thank you. But but this one woman said that she was um, Catholic. Her husband was Protestant. He was a colonel in the army, mm-hmm. and, and and she was writing in British English, so I right. assume she's she was British. And she said he said that Catholics are always out of step when we're marching, and so sure. she and her kids were left footers for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you pick one. You, yeah, pick yeah, one. But, but, exactly. But we do know it. Yeah. It's a religious slur. He's not happy with the Catholic. And again, Carson, the way he took that, too, was just insanely bristled by it. Loved that. Yeah. Uh, well, and I liked that when they when they brought it up, Tom said, 
uh, something about um, it was at the dinner, mm-hmm. the and there was the, the pagan falderall, and the the um, father. Oh the, yeah, uh, Travis. The, the Travis, Travis saying, yeah, I can't, Travis I can't imagine that pleases God. And there yeah. was this whole like that was a pretty saucy conversation yeah. between all of those. Pretty Not only for that time, for, for that, Downton especially, exactly. we don't usually get into religion that that deeply in terms no, of its and, con- criticism. And with the disagreement being yeah. as overt as yeah. it was, because mostly it's it's sort of like, oh, darling, you believe what you believe, and yeah. you know, and then we talk about how pretty the flowers are on the table. Yeah. And so <laughs> for them to to actually yeah. be that pointed, I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But the look on Carson's face yeah. when Tom said, uh, she will be baptized in my tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And he had that big carafe of wine or whiskey or whatever. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to bash him <laughs> upside the head with that. It was a classic look. If you uh-huh. didn't catch it, go back and watch it because yeah. it was something to see. Classic All right. look. All right. I just like how Cora is speaking up to Lord Grantham in this episode because yeah. finally somebody's putting him in his, putting him in his yes. place when So you want him put in his place. You yeah, think he oversteps. He does overstep uh-huh. with, with certain things. I understand mm-hmm. it's his home, but I don't know. This episode he was yeah. irking me. And do you think she's doing it all just because of the anger of losing her child? Or do you I think, think there's a change there coming coming from her? I think it may spark a change, but Right now, it's because of the anger. Because as we saw before, she was always very polite. And even if she did want something, she was coy about it. Yeah. She was. But, you know, it could even be that her when her mother came to visit, you know, uh, this is a few months ago now, Mm -hmm. that that may have sort of reminded her of her American roots and that, you know, we are sort of... Fiery, fiery, and we are people who are going to talk our mi- speak our minds, yeah. and you know her so mother she, certainly did. So, so because it, she's been in England for a while, she's kind of lost that. It yeah. could be reignited it, by. It may have been that her mother reignited it a bit, and then this, of okay. course, the death of her daughter and how much she disagreed with her husband. And her husband was coming from that very English, very proper. Yeah. Oh, and the argument she makes in the bedroom is exactly that, where she says, yeah. you, you believe because he has a title, and he has a sir, and all this other nonsense, but it doesn't make any difference, and you didn't care one whit about Clarkson's history, and I, mean, I thought that was great. I yeah, too. But, I, but, you know, the thing is, is that, and you and I talked about this, I don't think we talked about it on the air, but I talked about it afterwards, you know, he really was, Lord Grantham was coming from what he thought was best. Yeah. He did think he was doing the best for his child. Okay. It, he was just wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, but you're, you're only but he, wrong, and you know after it's already hindsight, happened. Hindsight. Yeah. I, so. I forget what Cora said. I mean, this is also about Ethel, so we won't get too much into it. But at the table, she said something about Lord Grantham always um, making his decisions based on values that don't matter anymore. Yeah. And that he can't, he made that decision about his daughter's life mm-hmm. on values that don't Sorry. matter anymore. But and, and it may so be true, but. What, he, even if he comes from a good place, yeah, he's but still I mean, an idiot. but how do you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. I I can't go so far as to call him an idiot. He the framework from which he's working from it has been handed down to him. He's been that his whole life has been. This is the way it's done. There, and so the the idea that there might be another way of thinking is anathema to him. He doesn't. There's no other thinking. This is the tradition, and this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is how well, we do and it. I, and I also think there is a difference between how a mother and a father relates uh-huh. to their child, especially their daughter. Okay. So with him, he was coming from you know what is right and what is proper, and don't mm-hmm. talk about don't say the word womb in front of me. Whereas Cora was coming from you know she's my baby. We need to mm-hmm. look at her as you know Sybil as herself. What is going on with her. I've known her her whole life. Clarkson has known her whole life. We need to see what's happening there, not what's the what's the protocol necessarily. Okay. That's that's so, you know, I just think I think it's also a gender difference. All right. So that's my thought. But uh, it causes a huge rift as we know. 
And uh, the dowager is aware of it and cannot be. This cannot be. We cannot have this because people like us are never unhappily married. Right. Wasn't that a great line and a great concept to think about? Yeah. But and and if we are, it's only because or or what we say about that is uh, we just can't spend as much time as we'd like to (laughs) together. So I thought that was a great way of uh, twisting and spinning that. So she, of course, sets out to, uh, well, we can't have this. We've got to figure out what, what to uh, repair this riff. And, you know, who else or who better, I guess, than Dr. Clarkson, which I thought was a very interesting conversation there, too. It yeah. really was. The, way, the, the craftsmanship with the way oh, she yeah. worded things. She maneuvered nicely. She really did. And mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I thought that was a beautiful scene and a really powerful scene. Yeah. Clarkson trying to... Uh, be reverent to right. her and her position, and the fact that he is, um, he should be reverent to all of you know the people at Downton, mm-hmm. uh, but but really not willing to give up his principles. No. And you can't justify an outright lie. That's right. And then her response, <laughs> which is that lie. we have nothing in common. <laughs> so she's clearly has no problem with the lie. Right. She understands the value of a good lie when it's <laughs> when it's placed correctly and said just right. Yes. I mean that's that, that can. But she's just fantastic. You yeah. know. I mean she's she's got humor when she needs it. She's yeah. she's terribly heartbroken yeah. when when it's proper. Yeah. And you know now she knows when to use a lie. Oh, and, and I'm sorry. Just to go because you just said that the the way she was with her son. When she, he was talking to him about how much he's been going through. Uh, and that's the first time yes. she ever calls him my dearest boy. My dearest yes. boy. And you just, uh, I decided, oh, that's right. That's his mother. Because you never really see, I don't see them as mother and child so much. Because right. it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not a relationship I recognize as mother-child. Right. Yeah. So, but that, in that moment, I went, oh, wow, that there is that motherly feeling for him, which we'd never seen. At least in my estimation, we'd never seen that. No, we haven't. It's endearing. Yeah. I think was, he called him mama, too. Yeah. Yes. Or he, he called yeah. her mama, and it was sweet. Well, and then that, the, line that she said, I do not speak much of the heart since yeah. it is seldom helpful to do so, but I know well enough the pain when it is broken. Yeah. Yeah. So just acknowledging she has had a broken heart herself, obviously, because yeah. her husband died far too young. And yeah. and she's, you know, she's lived a lot of heartbreak, but yeah. she's seasoned and, and gotten through it and, mm-hmm. and has a perfect plan for how to, yes. help, how to, how to help heal this heart. And wasn't <laughs> it deftly handled by the, the doctor when they finally got the Laura, um, Lord Grantham and Cora together? Smokes, yes. I mean, the way, and then when he, in the middle of it when he's explaining everything and he goes off and he starts talking about the possibility and, and, and going, basically goes off script. Yeah, and you exactly. See, and you, you see the dowager in the background <laughs> starting to roll her eyes. Bring, 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 like, right, bring it back. Bring it back. Exactly. It reminded me of a politician and the handler on the side going, no, 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 you're off message you're off message <laughs> yeah but you know it was he was really I, I, the the one part of his conversation that that struck me that we hadn't really talked about before was he talked about the the terror and discomfort of her yeah. going through an emergency right. c-section yeah. and that and he says the terror and discomfort would have been all too certain right and that that would have been absolute right we don't know if we would have saved her. The chance was infinitesimal, as he said. So we it may, would, may not have ever. What was a surety was this was she would have terror, been terror and discomfort. And, and so that so that does have to be something of 
on the opposite side of it, yeah. a comfort to the parent yeah, who did not put her, choose to put her through exactly. that. Exactly. So, and you could see Cora's relief on that. Yeah. It's to some regard. I mean, obviously, when they were holding each other, and that was another moment. By the way, yeah. uh, here goes Tammy. <laughs> Tammy's good. But they, when they finally embraced, uh, just the second before when she broke. Yeah, she broke. You when Cora see, broke, she it, just looked like she was going to melt crumbled. into the ground. Yeah. 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 And that, so we finally had that embrace, which is a long time coming. And again, they they were stingy about having that happen, which was nice because as an audience, you're waiting and you're waiting, please, please, and then finally happens. But again, another moment. And it makes it that much more. more yeah. Nice. But and they're I, finally I, grieving together. Exactly, which was the whole point of Dowager trying to get Clarkson to say what he said. Right. But another moment where they took the time not to say anything, but as they did with uh, uh, Carson when he was bristling, or they did with uh, Lord Grantham when he's walking away from the bedroom and a tear comes down his face. The dowager just turns away from their embrace to give them uh, to give them privacy, privacy to some note, sure. but also she she um, holds herself on the on the mantle, so as if she needs her own support. Yes, I thought that was a nice moment. So and yes. then they pulled yes. away and backed away from that. It was great, wonderful visual. Can we? I want to talk a little bit about the concept of of where where Cora was coming from with blaming and mm-hmm. punishing. Sure, open Lord it up, Grantham. So. You know, she's sitting here, and it's it's been, let's say, a week mm-hmm. since poor Sybil died. And, you know, she's she's still clearly very angry, very mm-hmm. upset, yeah. very um, just grief-stricken. Sure. And it, so in that, and she's still blaming, and she's still punishing actively mm-hmm. her husband. And I think that in 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 my mind, I'm I'm sitting there watching that and going, you know, I understand she's still so angry, but how is that— Helping her, um, in in contrast to if she because they love each other, we sure. we've established that. If they love each other, wouldn't it be easier for them to get through it if they were supporting each other through it instead of blaming yes. and punishing? So I want to just talk about that. What do you guys think? Well, go ahead, Elena. She's not in the right state of mind, so obviously it makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense to grieve with your husband. Yeah, you you know. Sybil's passed away. Now you can't do anything. Right. There's no point in punishing him. But I just think that pain and that fog is covering any logical reasoning that she has going on. Yeah. Yeah. She just holds on to it. And it's well documented that losing a child often splits up a marriage instead of bringing it together. Because there's so much pain involved in seeing this person who you shared a child with that you can't deal with it. And I think at the moment you're – uh, she is not even aware of what would help her grieve. She's just angry and reacting. She's, yeah, sort of. and she, the only person I know to I just have all this horrible anger and sp- spitefulness and hatred in my. And you're just in the crosshairs because right. you're the guy. Right. Yeah. So right. she's just trying to relieve herself of that pain any way she can. And it's and just directed at him. And he happens to be the target because he's there yeah. and, and was actively involved and, in Exactly. And it's easy because, well, I have all this evidence that says that you are the one that did it. Right. Because there is no answer. There's no logical reason why it happened. And you want right. to point, point to someone or something that caused it. And he's the easiest one. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't, but... It's, you know, what do I do with all these feelings that I can't well, and I also assimilate? Th- I also think that, sorry, that the, um, you know, the idea of, of blaming and punishing someone else yeah. is, um, is maybe something that was done more at that time. You know, because okay. people didn't didn't talk as much, especially the English. They certainly didn't talk about their feelings, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, people had to cope however they coped. And so that it's maybe, and I may be oversimplifying, but... Um, but in in my mind, it was kind of 
things were done that way a little bit more back then than than say they are now. And people still do it. I mean, grief. That's true. No, that's true. That's true. They still do it. Yeah. Have no it's time. it's always easy to become defensive. It's it's easier to do that to point fingers and blame than actually deal with what's going on. Yeah. It's yeah, much it's easier just, to do that than actually grieve. It's just so. not easier in the long run. No. <laughs> no, no. No, but that is the route that a lot of people take. Of so. course, of course, because so. it makes it because it does make sense in mm. the moment and mm. as you're going through it. Well, I, I just want to touch real briefly on Tom a little bit more because obviously, you know, we, we Cora's pain, we can see it's evident all over yeah. the place and, you know, Tom's is as well, but we haven't really talked about uh, the fact that he's locked his wife, he, you know, he's now going to be raising this child and he even says that he's going to have to find some cousin or something to help him out or nurse or something like this right so there's that whole storyline of what is he going to do and of course he doesn't want to stay lord grantham says yes he must go make a life for himself somewhere right interesting how he supported him Mm -hmm. in that right so and uh, he uh, what is he going to do he looks devastated as as you would expect of course but what is he going to do of course and they have that little little moment with he and matthew when they're out in the Grounds somewhere, uh, talking about the, uh, the, the the farm, the, farm the estate, and the state and stuff, and you know what should we do? And they should have raised sheep. And so you see that there's a possibility that something might happen. Well, and inter- interesting that Matthew says you must hate it here, and Tom yeah. says actually no, I don't hate it. Yeah. I just don't belong here. And yet, I, I brought it up last week as well. He's he's never worn his brown suit this episode. You know, yeah. he's still doing the full on tucks and tails and all of that. Yeah. You know, he's he is assimilating more into this yeah. world and and it's gonna get more complicated now yeah. that he has a jo- a daughter who is part of the bloodline. Right. I don't think Tom's going anywhere. You don't think so? I, I don't, don't think Branson's leaving. Well there have been a lot of people talking about how it may be hey, he and Edith. Oh right, right. What do we think? I yeah. thought of that too, but yeah, it just wouldn't be right. Well, I actually, I, I actually got a tweet from a follower oh, did a couple, okay, yesterday or the day before that said, you know, what do you think about um, Tom and Edith getting together? And I said, you know, I think a hundred years ago it would have been a slam dunk because that was well, that happened in my family. My grandfather, my grandparents. Not my grandparents, my grandfather and his wife died in mm. childbirth. Uh, he went back to the old country, brought her sister back to help care for the child who was born at the uh-huh. time that that uh, who would have been my grandmother died. And then he ended up marrying the sister. Wow. Who was my grandmother. So it was it was relatively common, but that was Down to you know forty years before this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. It wasn't uncommon. But, and it wasn't uncommon. But I don't at know all. if it was uncommon in this social structure. I don't know. Well, that's another thing, yeah, because yeah. right. Lord Grantham, I think he's just trying to get rid of Tom. <laughs> and his supporting <laughs> yeah. him to even get work was just I want you out of my sight. Yeah, but he's if probably he gets rid of him. He's blaming this guy. I bet you he's blaming him. You're the one who first off took my daughter away from me. Then you marry her, impregnate her, and now she's dead. Yeah, but if he gets rid of him, is he also getting rid of the granddaughter? But that's just a reminder to him, too. Yeah, but why would you get rid of your own granddaughter? I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, it's his first granddaughter. I mean, I I can see him wanting Tom out of the picture for whatever reasons, but... I mean, that, I mean, I, I, I never would say that a grandfather would want his grandchild out of the Until picture. I see affection from Lord okay. Grantham towards All right. baby Sybil. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a good point. But I, I can't see him letting the child yeah. out of his well, I'm sight. Sure, I'm sure his preference well, would be a Tom go back to too. Ireland. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. The left footer grandchild. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that would make him also want to try even harder to give her some sort of a break, wouldn't it? Because, look, if she's going to be, she's going to need all the help we can give her because she's already starting way behind the eight ball. Right. 
Right. And of course, Lord Grantham thinks the only way she's going to have any possibility of a good life is by staying here at Downing. Yes, exactly. Yes. So. so what do we think? Uh, I don't think Tom and Edith are going to get together. Okay. Um, I don't either. Good. But I don't either. But there's a lot of talk about it. There's also a lot of talk about, you know, that, you know, because they, they hinted that Mary may not be able to have a child. Or that right. There's something wrong with their particular fertility. So maybe uh, they'll take the baby. Yeah, anything? I can't yeah, see yeah, Tom yeah. letting that happen. That I, would be a major blood feud. I think. Well, I mean, but you know, he really likes Matthew. I mean, they get along pretty he does, well. That's so, true. I mean, there's that, and you know, if you know, if he was going to hire a nurse or, or get a cousin or something to help him, I mean, maybe this would be the best possible outcome. But, but they would raise the child as their own, and it's it's not the same as having a nurse. No, to no, absolutely. Raise your kid, absolutely, you know? absolutely. But but he might like Edith. He, I'm sorry, Ethel. He might realize maybe there is better, better for, for them, better for the child right. to be there. Maybe. maybe. I mean, it's, it's stranger things have happened on down so anyway. So okay, so we got some questions we're gonna ask. Yeah. All right. So you do. got a tweet from those. Uh, do you do you know who that you want to announce who that was? Or do oh you remember? sure. So, uh, oh gosh. All right. While, while you're looking for it, I'll just yeah. tell everybody. Uh, we'll go to our part where we uh, thank everybody for uh, downloading from iTunes and leaving us comments. We got lots of comments and we appreciate those. We'll we'll, we'll talk about more, more of those later when we do our news. Uh, but please keep doing that. Uh, you know. Download, of course. Tell a friend. Uh, that's all we ask of you is and rate, rate and comment, comment. And then down and you know, tell a friend so that we can keep doing this. And we have over 20 million downloads a week now. So we're doing extremely well because of you. So we want to thank you yes, for your Yes, thank you very regard. much. Thank Who was you. it that tweeted you? That was MJMax79. Um, I also got a couple of interesting tweets from EE Cast saying that she was the happiest girl ever that she found our podcast. <laughs> and also Feagly4, loving the podcast, CK Groupie, um, and who said that we did a great great job with last week's very sad episode. And oh, it yeah. was hard. It, it was hard. Was. Especially, Especially with me crying through the whole damn yeah, thing. <laughs> I mean, we, the podcast. We, <laughs> yeah, if we had episode. taken some time, but we didn't. We always go up right after we Ooh. do it. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that takes us so all. thank you for all the tweets. Yes, we thank really you. We'll... we'll, we'll uh, Refer to it more later as we do our news and mm-hmm. gossip. All right, Ethel, we talked a little bit about her storyline. Uh, yeah. But they really brought that up because, uh, well, she wants, she's, she's so earnest in her efforts to try to do a good job for Isabel Crawley, but it doesn't really always pan out that well. So <laughs> funny that Mrs. Crawley is being so polite. She's so patient she and polite. She takes a yes. sip and is... You know, I'm not very hungry. <laughs> 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 and, you know, that must be some bad, bad food. Of yeah. course, you know, especially back then, English not really known for their fine cuisine. Yeah, and I guess Mrs. Bird was a really good cook because whatever she's, you know, Ethel is making by comparison is really bad. So, yeah. And I also like when she was there, I want to have Miss the Lord, the ladies, ladies over, over and the daughters. And so we'll have a nice little sit down and, you know, and, you know, either, Ethel is so anxious to do something to, you know, show their sympathies. And I'll, she, I'll cook something. Yeah. She, well, we don't have to think about that right now. You know? No, no. Yeah, exactly. Every time she's about to say something, she takes a taste of something. Says, no, 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 we're not interested. But so Ethel, God bless her, asks yeah. Mrs. Patmore to help better. her learn how to cook. Apparently, Ms. I mean, I, I, the way they talk about Ms. Patmore, I want to really taste what, yeah, what is yeah. she making? Salmon moose? I know, <laughs> salmon moose. Mm. That does not sound appetizing. No? Oh, yeah, I do. I think have so. you had salmon moose? Do you no. like salmon? I like salmon. Oh, you'll love the salmon moose. You would love salmon moose. If you like salmon, you'd there love you salmon go. moose. All right, so anyway, Delicious. so she goes to Patmore for help. And Mrs. Patmore, begrudging, not begrudging, but she's like, I don't know if I can, because yeah. Carson says I can't, and, you know, the whole thing. And then she almost says, well, Ethel kind of challenges her on that. Says, you know, basically. Right. Yeah, you know, who you gonna? She didn't say that. You know, subtext is you know, well, you're gonna let him stand in the way of showing your sympathy, and you're gonna let Mrs. Crawley suffer. Exactly. 
because she hasn't done anything yeah. but turn me a kindness. And exactly. so you're going to you're going to deny her kindness by denying your own kindness. Yeah. Shame on you. That's right. It was good. You know, and I, you know, I thought nice way to stand up. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, of course. But then again, I think Pat more whenever she has a chance to get out of the house and <laughs> cook somewhere else, I think she's kind of happy about it. <laughs> Probably so. But so when she when she ultimately gets around to it, you know, um, Ethel is, is concerned. She's going, oh, my God, I don't know if yeah. I can do it. And yeah. Mrs. Patmore says, you've done well. Yeah. You're and even it's like you can, you know, basically cut vegetables, right? You can, yeah. you know, she's given her something easy to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but salmon it, mousse is not hard to make. It's <laughs> okay. So. I'm telling you. It's not All right. I believe you. I believe you. She does a good job, though, apparently, because, you know, of course, Isabel's freaked out that all the people coming over. And, and, you know. and she's not got salad and ham. No, no salad and ham. She's actually smells something cooking. Wait a second. What do you mean there's cooking? <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> and she's so surprised by it. And they sit down, and it's a lovely lunch. Oh, yeah. It's a, yes. it's a lovely... Well, this is quite a lovely lunch! <laughs> it's so like she's going, what the hell? This which, is a lovely lunch! It's funny, of course, but that also means there's health. Uh, there's a hope for Ethel. Yes, because you know she's so far. It's been looking like well, she's she's been a real charity, case and she's up soon to this back to the streets if she can't get this act together. Yeah, yes. yeah. So there's there's hope for her, and that's and that's very nice. Are we going to talk about the luncheon now? Or, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, everyone reluctant to get together because mm-hmm. you know she just, uh, Lady Crowley is. I mean, um, yeah. Mrs. Crowley is saying you know I want to I want to throw a little party, and mm-hmm. you know everybody is yeah. is reluctant to go and I don't want a party at all and you know it was I thought it was a lovely opportunity for them to come together so they come yeah. together they're they're sitting there eating surprised at the lunch and then Lord Grantham shows yes. up mm-hmm. and does he show up jeez yeah no I thought that kidding. was unlike him to barge into the room yes yeah but and raise his voice but he's trying to save their reputations yes he, oh. she she has put their reputation Isabel's put their reputations in jeopardy right because they can't be seen in the same house Which is with a so former ridiculous. prostitute. Well, you say that. We say that with this mentality of where when we live. But back then, it's horrible. I mean, it's not like they're sitting there having lunch with the girl. She's serving them. But, but, that, but that is the point. Back then, just being in the same room, position, same house. Yeah. Position meant everything would back be, then. Would mean that your reputation was tainted. Yeah. I just love that he demanded who's um, at the end. He's like, all right, is anybody leaving, leaving with me? Yeah. And nobody got up. Well, back. yeah, and even Dowager says, well, it's, it's yes, a shame to waste. It's a pity to miss such a good pudding. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one that. of my mottos, what you a, know. Yeah, what a great out for the scene, miss, too. It is a such a good pudding. Yeah. I just can't believe Dowager is willing to change, or at least a little, by staying there, and Lord Grantham is still stuck in his ways. Well, well, that, but do you think that was that, or do you think she thought it was even more improper to leave? Because, I mean, that was, you know, somewhat of a conflict. It's like, well, do I get up here and, and, and leave uh, my granddaughters and my daughter-in-law here? Uh, or I think By she's, staying, do I help that reputation stay intact? Right. I, th- I think she's changing a little. Mm-hmm. I don't see her not going back into that home because she knows Ethel's a prostitute right. or a former prostitute. I agree with that. And I, th- I think it's some elements of both. It would yeah. be terribly rude to get up and leave after all this wonderful hospitality. And we've yeah. been through so much at this point. We, mm-hmm. Can't we just enjoy a lunch and yeah. not worry about who's thinking what about whom? Yeah, not only that, but I guess in context, you look, we just lost a grandchild. Do I really care that this woman used to be a prostitute? Do I really care? Yeah. That is my, that's, yeah. Yeah. So. And, but just, you know, the idea that, again, 
class and judgment yeah. and all of that's coming in and and you know that may it may not have been the intention of everyone but ultimately you know kindness and civility went out, uh, went out in this situation but this also encapsulated the whole thing for lord grantham to me because you know first of all he doesn't get his way with the catholic thing he doesn't get away with the civil thing mm-hmm. now the, the the all the women in his life mm-hmm. are going against him that's right yes and you know and it's furthered when mary says look you're going to lose in the whole catholic Thing because oh so you know, now you're against me too yeah and she says I'm never against you which is great but the world isn't going your way yeah that's what she told and them. and it used to be and this whole class all because you know they owned everything so of course the world was going their way because they had, you know they had nothing to challenge them. that's right well there's also the Matthew situation and when he does storm in yeah. I think. Uh, Mary was referring to Edith writing for the paper, and she says, Matthew and I. Yeah. And then when he storms in, yeah. I think, what, what else does Matthew say? Yes. You know, because he's all pissed off about the bad management term. Exactly. So it sucks. Poor Matthew yeah. gets uh, insulted. But, the, but it's the truth. I mean, it was bad. a fool and his money are soon parted, and I've lost my money, so I must be the fool. Right. Yeah. And truth be told, exactly. let's just pull back the curtain and say, yes, yeah. that is the case. But that, and it's all because what you were talking about earlier, Lena, which is the, the old ways that he was taught not working here. They don't work in this particular way no. anymore. So. Elena. What did I say? <laughs> Elena. Did it's I okay. say Elena? I beg yeah. your pardon. I think you were just speaking very quickly. Yeah, well, so. So. I know you know her name. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for whispering out here. No I one just, heard that. No. <laughs> 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 all right. So what 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 what? what was there anything after the uh, successful luncheon with oh, that particular? Yeah, you know, in that conversation with Mary and Lord Grantham. Yeah, she he was saying, you know, do you think I don't miss her? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. his whole confession, and she said, you have to tell mother that. Oh right, yeah. Right? Mary wants, yeah, Mary wants Lord Grantham to to, to let Cora know how much he misses his daughter. Yes, yes. because obviously, and. Uh, Alina. <laughs> Another thing, he, she maybe Cora is not aware of the affection that he has for Sybil. I mean, obviously he does. She does. But maybe right now she just needs to hear it more to, so yeah. that there's a commonality between the two. Or that them. he's in um, pain as well. Yeah, you know? so they can be uh, fighting they have something together. Exactly, have yeah, something yeah, in common. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sad, sad stuff. Very. Oh, but on the happy side, let's move on to Anna and Bates. Bates! Yeah, Finally! Bates! Because we've been talking about this. I'm sure everybody, uh, all audiences are are going, when is it base going to get out of the prison? I'm tired of me. And so we finally get the the news that that Murray has convinced uh, Mrs. Bartlett to tell the truth. Yes, or, well, or because of Bates's Bates. yeah. um, uh, persuasion exactly. with Craig. Uh-huh. So that was very, very helpful, wasn't it? It was, it was. indeed. I like that Anna says, don't do something stupid. Please don't do anything <laughs> for, stupid. Yeah, for goodness sake, I do not want you getting in here for any <laughs> yeah, longer exactly. than you have and to be. Su- and surprisingly, you know, that, you know, that could have been very stupid, but he did it well. So It worked. It does oh, work. So now I'm just glad he's out of jail. Yeah. I was so over we'll be, it. Not out of jail. This yet. was, oh, shoot, we got to wait another week. Now. Yeah, it'll happen uh, by yeah, next week. So, yeah. But lovely the way that Anna told Mary first. Oh, yeah, yeah. The way she ran across the grounds. She, she looked so she she looked cute. She like a little, little sprite running across the, Yeah, exactly. So cute. So excited. And, you know, Mary, it's been two, two or three times this episode, Mary's saying we just need something good to happen. We yes. Need, yes. We just need some happiness in this place because, I mean, everybody's so devastated by everything. So clearly this is the thing. that, And even Lord Grantham. Who has to hurry off after he hears the news? I mean, you could actually see him finally his spirits being lifted by this, but to some degree. So I'm, I think the only person that's probably not happy about it is Thomas. 
Because yeah. <laughs> if Florida, if Bates comes back, I think He's Thomas is out of his demoted. Position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but we didn't get to see his reaction. But we did get to see some of Thomas's reaction to other things. So we, they kept the whole Thomas O'Brien James thing alive with just a few touches here and there, which James is clearly not happy about. They are oh, so man. setting this up for yeah. something big. Yeah, it, yeah this is not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a little push-off. No. It's going to no. be explosive yeah. when whatever it is that happens, happens. Absolutely. And Mrs. O'Brien telling him not to tell anyone, that kind of threw me off guard. I'd imagine she'd want Jimmy or James to go. I think she's just trying to make it. To build it. Yeah. Yes. Built. I think she's trying. Yeah, exactly. She, she wants is. that thing ready to explode. But now let's just keep it contained until the right time. Oh, she really is diabolical Evil. with Evil. her. Poor James. He doesn't know what he's gotten himself. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about her at news, as well. We'll also yeah, talk we about Bates at news, mm-hmm. uh, during the news thing. Mm-hmm. We have two things for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else? Oh, we had the foursome. With, with, yes. with Alfred, uh, James, Ivy, and Daisy. Oh, all, all trying for each other's affections. What is it that Pat Moore says? The you know, problem the with you is... The problem with you lot is you all love the wrong, wrong people or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the wrong person. Yeah. Wake up! Yeah. And, yeah, it's just so kind of funny. So does James love Daisy? Is that the thing? Is he the no, smitten with her? I don't no, see that. I don't I don't think he loves any of them. I, I think he, she was speaking specifically to the trio, uh, but James just happens to have the affection of, of Daisy, but... I don't think he's returning it. I'm sorry, he's a reflection of Ivy, but yeah. I don't think he's returning it. Ivy, Ivy and her rouge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's such a tart. Oh, yeah, a tart. Wow. Kicked right out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The scullery maid. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad for Daisy. She's getting a moment with yeah. Alfred, teaching yeah. him the fox draw, yeah. and then James. There was a moment that we thought, well, maybe shatters uh, her possibility. Uh, yeah. No. Shatters her little. Yeah. Two she looks so adorable. Quick, quick, slow with her little list Slew. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Very and how cute. about her with uh, Mr. Mason? Yes. There's, a, oh, there's right. a chance that she might have a life outside Downton. And again, change. He yeah. brings change. up exactly, you know, these houses. Do yeah. you think they're going to be this way in, in 40, 40 years? years? not. Yeah, and she, and she says, but I'm a woman. Because, you know, she doesn't think even beyond what she can do here at, da- at Downton. Yeah. The fact that she could own this place and run this place and be a businesswoman and it's what? Well, and instead of being so uh, hesitant and yeah. so standoffish about it as she was, you know, right after uh, William, poor William died. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, she's definitely she looks she appears open to the possibility now and actually even kind of excited just a little bit. There's a glimmer of something yeah. there. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yes. And, you know, the, definitely. You know, I'm going. You know, it's hard to see Daisy as an owner of anything, but <laughs> right. she's got. But it's funny because it, she's so. been asserting herself yeah. with Ivy coming in, yeah. and you know, and with, when Thomas was telling her that she should strike, so to speak, with Mrs. Patmore. Yes. So she's yeah. So she has been asserting herself. So yeah. she does have some uh, some possibilities for her. Oh, wow. And we see Mrs. Patmore get sad about it when she tells her the news. So there, I think. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Do we want to do a little bit of business? Have Marissa do some business? Yes, Marissa, we need to do a little business. We forgot All about right. the live reads. Let us know what's happening over in AfterBuzz TV land. All right. Well, we just launched this new thing on our website. We have Now we have AfterBuzz merchandise. Merch. Oh, what yeah. do we got? So if you go to the um, our AfterBuzz website, there yes. at the top you'll see a link to the AfterBuzz store. And when you go there, you can see mugs, nice. shirts, T-shirts. Baby onesies. Baby onesies, yes, for females, for men, for kids, you know. So get your AfterBuzz swag on. 
Right <laughs> After on. Buzz swag. Yeah. <laughs> After Buzz swag. So we, we don't have to actually steal our mugs from the studio anymore and we absconge them. Buy our own. That's I never right. I never have. I just want to say I accidentally <laughs> took a spoon home once, but I brought it back and it didn't even have a logo on it. But uh, there's some cute stuff on here. Yes. Little baseball hats, really cute. Mm-hmm. Nice stuff. Excellent. So All right. Go there, buy things. All right, are we, are we good? Are we ready to move on to news? Yeah. All right. I guess so. After Buzz TV News. Tamara, what have you got? There has been a Twitter war this week. Mm. Brendan Coyle, who plays Bates. Bates, Mr. Bates, had a bit of a Twitter war with a fan this really? week. What? Just the other day. There was a follower who um, criticized Prime, no, supported, I think. Yes, yeah, supported. Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and. Or her. Policies. Or her policies. And Brendan Co- and we can't quote it directly because the tweet has been taken down. Yeah. But Brendan Coyle uh, responded with, uh, hard to know how to respond that- to that, but go F yourself feels about right. Yeah. And then a little bit later, he said, you have no idea what is beneath me because she referred to something being beneath him. And he said, P.S., go F yourself. Wow. So really kind of bringing it out. And a little bit later, he tweeted to his followers that his mother called and she told him to stop swearing. (laughs) She called him out. That's nice. She called him out on Twitter. Brandon Coyle had said that what he was trying to referred to was that he didn't like the policies because of what it did to minors and uh, basically a lot of blue collar jobs right. and all that other stuff. So that's what he was referring to. He was referring to that that he didn't he didn't agree with those policies that put them in a bad spot. Right, but the yeah. fact that uh, that yeah. he used the f word. Was I know, a little but inflammatory. Yeah, exactly. So that's the prison side of Mr. Bates. It is. Yeah. So we get to see that. And look at that picture of him. I didn't tweet this one out. I will. I will tweet it one later. But he do, he doesn't exactly look like Bates in this. Not picture. at no. all. Yeah. Shocking. Uh, let's see here. I also. Have have that Alan Leach, who plays Thomas Branson, mm-hmm. um, has joked recently that One Direction's Neil Horan should play his screen son on <laughs> Downton Abbey. Um, I've tweeted out the picture of the two wow. of them side by side, and it's quite a um, so very quite similar. A resemblance. So they, could, yeah. they could pass for father and son. They absolutely. could. They nice. could absolutely. Okay. So check my Twitter, and you can see this picture. Um, uh, Alan Leach said, I pitched the idea to Julian Fellows, and weirdly enough, he hasn't gotten back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, that would be an odd direction for them to it, go it in. It would but be an be odd direction. Maybe, maybe he'll sing a song. And them. we'd have to go quite a far far bit forward in uh, Downton Abbey years exactly, in order for him yeah, to have yeah. a child. What, what would old. the other guys from One Direction be? Are they going to be, uh, you know, descendants as well? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Yeah. Um, and then we also have, I tweeted out a picture of Siobhan Finneran, who plays Mrs. O'Brien. Mrs. O'Brien. Because I was just looking at her through these episodes, and she's such a sour puss, and that hairdo is just something else. And so I found online a picture of her. She's this strawberry blonde, and they are almost unrecognizable between the two of them that they are the same person. So again, if you want to see the picture, you can look at my tweets or, or Google it yourself. And speaking of that, she had said that she really loves playing Mrs. O'Brien. She loves being, as she calls it, uh, I love, uh, I have great fun being sniffy to everyone. Sniffy, so I love that word. Sniffy to everyone. So she says she's a, uh, O'Brien's a clever lady and a bad enemy to make. Some people think she's just born bad, but I, she, she believes that at some point she had some damage done to her. You know, she had this whole backstory about what she has no idea of that matches what Julian Fellows has created, but she thinks, uh, she, in fact, she was surprised that uh, Mrs. O'Brien had a nephew, that there was a family. She had right. no idea, which I thought was interesting. But I thought the most interesting, interesting thing she had talked about was she wishes that O'Brien had a boyfriend. 
<laughs> I mean, who would be brave enough to date her? In fact, she says Kevin Doyle, who plays uh, Mosley. Mosley! They're all speculating oh. what their characters would be like if they went out on a date. Mosley and O'Brien. Oh, she no. would eat him for lunch. Yes. Well, they're both just so sour. And yeah, well, but you know, Mosley's just kind of mousy in a sense. Very he is, yeah. but yeah, but he's, always, he's you know, in the back rooms finagling things as well, just not quite as overtly as O'Brien yeah, is. But I, yeah, that's true. He's much I thought those two on a date would be great. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. I'd watch that Very date. Very interesting. Um, just a couple of uh, comments that we want to thank for yes. Bridge579, um, like in the show, Audra E, uh, Kim... Kim Farnham, uh, Froberger One, and somebody else named out now beyond yeah. iTunes. We can't really talk about. And Tater Sixty Four. Thank you yes, very much for absolutely. writing. And in. a couple of notes. Uh, somebody not happy about uh, Sir Richard Wentworth's voice at the beginning. Sorry, we don't I, have a lot of control. Exa- over not that. only that, he's a great guy, very talented man. So if you knew him, I'm sure you'd be appreciated more. And somebody not too happy about my stammering, but hey, I am a graduate of the Bob Newhart. Comedy school. That's right. (laughs) And have a degree in public speaking. That's right. Conversely, uh, exactly. So we'll move on on that. Sorry, we'll keep we'll keep trying to do our best. Yeah, but thank you again for your comment, and we appreciate that. Uh, Let's move on to predictions. Predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Well, clearly they're making it look like Tom has got a spot for himself, not necessarily in Downton Abbey, but on the grounds as, well, I don't know what you would call it. I guess he'd be running the uh, farm, so to speak. Right, he has a background in farming, well, and, and to a certain degree. Whatever is right, there, so. black-faced sheep, yeah, which exactly. sound very cute, don't yeah, they? Yeah. And he is the black sheep of the family, so I think that was the illusion <laughs> they were talking about. Yeah, so. could be. Could yeah, be. so I think that's going to happen. I think that would be, the, again, uh, a way for him to be able to maintain his integrity or his beliefs. Right. And still have a place for little Sybil to be where they he they have fa- familiar relations and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that would be a great answer. Yeah. But I don't think that he's going to end up with Edith. We've already talked about that. I, I don't that's either. Yeah. Edith's going to find her own thing with uh, we writing. Writing is the thing that we're going to expect her to do. So whether or not it's just in the, uh, as journalist or maybe who knows maybe write a book. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Interesting thinking. So, Alina, what do you got? Anything? I just think that Mary and Matthew are, are going to try to have a child more actively. Whoa. And either We're not going to see that, are we? No. Well, I doubt that. <laughs> and either it's going to cause rift or they're going to get closer together. Mm. She'll get pregnant. I think she's going to get pregnant. She's definitely yeah. going to get pregnant. Whether, I think no. she will because the idea of her I, I think the idea of her raising baby Sybil yeah. is just too complicated so we got to get another baby, I, 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 baby. You know, I love the idea of it I think it would, you know, there's some sort of synchronicity to it but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen I don't either it's just too complicated yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to say Bates is going to get out of jail <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute and um, he's going to come back and be first valet or, yes, or, or whatever, whatever it was. We, we got to figure he, out he that will, whole he hierarchy. Lord Grantham's valet. Yeah, we got to figure out that hierarchy downstairs. Yeah. I'm not exactly. So, sure what is that going to do for Thomas? Though, is he going to get demoted, yes. or is he going to have to leave? Because who's right. going to get demoted to what? Right. Who's going to have to leave? I think Tom's in for a Thomas rather is in for uh, some some rough road a rude awakening because of O'Brien. 
a lot, I think there's a lot coming his way, and yeah. it's going to start to get ugly. Maybe a little uh, comeuppance. Well, it's interesting because they're making him way more sympathetic with the way he feels about Sybil, and you can see him. That was good, and I like that they did Anna. that. Yeah. So you can yeah. see him. You know, he's not so nasty, not so one-dimensional. Exactly. So they're fleshing or, out that character nicely, and yeah. I think that's that's going to help or, or make it even more conflicting when uh, we find out what O'Brien does to him. I think we're really going to feel bad for him Aww. now that we're starting to like him. You're right, because they, they are laying it in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they are laying mm-hmm. it in. So interesting. Be good. So looking forward to next week. We have, we have two more weeks, and then the and then the big the Christmas, two-hour Christmas Christmas whatever finale, it whatever it is yeah. we're calling it. All right. So uh, so it's pretty exciting. All right. Well, we're out of here. So Alina, let uh, Alina. follow me on Twitter at underscore Alina two three Alina A L I N A. Uh, you can follow me at Tamara Berg, T-A-M-A-R-A-B-E-R-G. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. And where else on AfterBuzz? Oh, also on Justified and Smash starting this week. There you go. Uh-huh. Okay, Marissa, what about you? What else are you doing? Um, I'm here, engineering. You can follow me at Serafini TV, and I also do Glee and Once Upon a Time. There you go, nicely. And you can. I'm also on Justify the Tamara, and uh, I think there's something else coming up for me. I'm not exactly sure which one it is, but that's all right. I'll tell you about it next time. So on behalf of everybody here, we want to thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Cup of tea? The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 